Hi, this is Laurent, and if you're listening to this, it's most likely because we already work together, we've been working together, and if not, we're going to know each other very soon. This space is the annex or the extension of the coaching consultancy Authentic Choices based in Singapore since 10 years, and I felt like it was only fair to create an additional space transcending a little bit the confidentiality of our conversation where I share a lot of what I learned thanks to all of you in our conversation about life, about the development of leadership and also through all the theoretical framework and experience that I have with my teachers and with my coaches. So this space is a space where I share some of my perspective and belief about life and about why we do this work and it simply means to be a space for exchange and conversation. So feel free to get in touch, to share your perspective, to ask for topics. Uh, that's what it's been designed for. And as always, before we get involved into a topic, I invite a little bit of grounding. And today I, I invite you in the upcoming uh, audio environment, which I hope will help to put things in perspective as we engage with our topic. Hi, this is Laurent, and today I want to talk about designing personal development or leadership development ecosystem. That's a question and a request I often had, like how do we design environment which are allowing me or favor the development of who I am on a regular or consistent basis? I think it's one of my uh, longer, longest quests, this question. How do I create, how do I design, how do I recognize an environment which empowers or helps me to blossom and become who I am or who I believe I am and can be, so that I can contribute and impact my environment. I believe it becomes a lifelong quest because it finds its roots in, to me, in what it is to be human and what it is to learn to be human, which means to find access or find our way back to recognizing a relationship to the larger web of life and the systemic relationship that exists between us and all things and within us and within all things. And in some ways, learning to develop leadership or personal development ecosystem is a major step in taking the time to discover this, this relationship within us. And working on that, it's also doing our role as a human being or a living being to reconnect or to connect with the larger web of life beyond human and humanity and also for humanity. Because when I, have a, when I give a look to our societies and to the history of our societies and when I reflect on the conversation I have with many of my clients, we spend a great, a great deal of time to um, fight fear and to be afraid or to develop coping mechanisms and industry around coping mechanism so that we don't uh, feel the fear of not getting what we believe we need to survive. And therefore, this has presented itself in the way we engage with each other as between nations or between generation or between gender or in between people with more or less financial means. 
there is a lot of control mechanism that we developed. And therefore, it's not a surprise that the, the way we live our lives, the way we raise our children, or even the way we train ourselves, are very much based on control or avoidance. And I believe that taking the time to explore and identify the mechanisms which are supporting development at the individual level that we can trust is making things much easier when we then interact with each other. Because it's much easier to design processes and systems which are based on a mechanism that we trust for ourselves, rather than creating, enforcing, and coercing systems externally in order to get uh, access to peace and serenity internally. So having more integrity in how we are with our own self and within our own circles might actually help to create the same at a much larger scale. Obviously, the notion of ecosystem suspects, uh, assumes that there is a system, uh, so a systemic relationship, and therefore, uh, or I believe that our only teacher is nature. Nature does that every day, all the time. That's the only way nature is growing, is by creating uh, uh, ecosystems, and some are judged favorable, some less favorable. We have <laughs> clearly um, designed system and ecosystem of our own believing that we could cont control our environment and make sure that it keeps on giving, at least giving. I mean, it's always giving wherever you look at, but we have, a, as human beings, a very specific definition of what giving is. Giving is producing. Nature gives sometimes by taking, allowing us to rest, allowing itself to rest, to slow down, to retract, to sleep before it's coming back to form and in another form. It's happening all the time. In, during the season, during the large climatic change period, in the way the sediment and the geology of the planet is constituted. And us humans have decided that it was for the taking, it was up to us to decide if what nature had developed over the last few billions of years uh, match our requirements, our requests. And in many cases, we decided not. We decided that we knew what was best for us and for nature around us. So we changed the way it looks. Of course, we don't change nature in itself. We can't do that. This is not available. Um, what we can do is we can transform the way it looks and we can have the illusion of control while we last as a species. And we're trying to do this, of course, during our lifetime. So I talk about this as a way of introducing our topic because the way we think about the ecosystem is very much connected about with the way we look at the planet and our relationship with the planet and our relationship, the way we look at the relationship to the planet, is obviously um, informed by um, the way we've been teaching each other for centuries and how to be in relationship with nature. Depending on where we come from and our cultural tradition and the divergence between the cultural tradition and the country we evolve in and the quantity of nature we've been exposed to, 
And by, by uh, this nature, nature, I'm talking about there is a nature, the big nature, like the whole system of life, and there is nature as in um, um, scenery and access to the touching the earth and trees and birds. Many of us and more and more of us have little or artificial, or if only artificial relationship with nature. I surprised myself listening to a fireplace or um, river stream on my um, phone or computer, and I'm pretty sure you do the same, or we sometimes explore nature through video, record, uh, video do documentary or in books. And when, and so how do we, what does that mean when suddenly we decide or we believe we decide that it's time for us to explore the notion of a development ecosystem so that we can be present to the evolution of who we are as a human, as a member of uh, the natural realm. It's, it's not easy, I think is the first answer. First of all, we have to explore, identify where, we come, where we're coming from, because we can answer to this question in multiple ways. There are always so many nuances we can take uh, on any question, but we, it depends on your objective. I mean, if your objective is to develop an ecosystem which is going to help you to grow and perform in your current context of your job, that's a very different thing. Although it's not completely different, but that's a different thing than if you want to explore how you learn about the way you're becoming who you're becoming while you're learning about yourself and learn to surrender to that process on the small and larger level so that you can accompany and serve that wave of letting go and surrender, it's obviously a different conversation. The first one is about controlling. The second one is about letting go. Also, both can meet because both are um, do different aspects of the same range of conversation with different relationship to time and to what, what is achievable and what is expected to do in um, one's life. For this specific episode, I would like to talk about something quite practical and pragmatic. If we bring it to the conversation I have with you during our sessions, there are a few elements which we can consider, um, practically speaking. First of all, there is the notion of what is the current view you have of, of life. And I think every view is great, as in, there is no judgment about the view. There is just a level of complexity of the view, which opens more or less perspective on what we can do with life. Like, do I see more or less ingredient? And the more we practice exploring how life is designed, the more access we have to components and ingredients, obviously. But I believe that the more we can appreciate where we are now, without trying to see what's not visible, and we're trying to ignore what's already available, then we are in for a good run because the whole point of learning about ourselves and engaging in life is about learning to live. At least that's what I think. Learning to live together. And when we, when we do that, the only um, benchmark or marker of success is how much we can enjoy as a ride when, even when it's unpleasant. And I think that's what the ecosystem is truly really about, if we think now from a very practical uh, level. We want to, to design an ecosystem or grid 
of um, criteria which allow us to identify how we are evolving, who we are, and how present we are to what we are currently living with capacity to um, adjust some levers, generating different results. So in many ways, it's like learning to identify the components supporting our development, which uh, has been done luckily by many um, religious or psychological or even coaching tradition. I think the integral process and the integral school of coaching is, is great with that because it's exploring in a very systematic way the various aspects of life and how it can hope um, by looking at each single one of them. Therefore, I invite you to have a look at the four quadrants defined by the integral uh, methodology and Ken Wilber in particular. All those various elements are helping to create um, robust ecosystem for growth and development. What I'm looking at, if I now talk about what we do with uh, my clients, my colleagues, and what I do for myself, is quite simple. I learned to look at the basic first, like how do I create stability, enough stability, so that we can start to um, trust what we observe and what we feel. Because if, of course, we are too... Um, confused or unstable, it's going to be very difficult to trust the picture we feel. And that's actually the source of an immense industry of entertainment and coping mechanism that I'm going to address in a minute. So the key pillars of stability are obviously um, how much we sleep, the way our body is functioning based on how much we sleep, how much we, what we eat, how much of it. Um, how diverse is our diet? How much does it fit with our constitution? How do we respect the way we are um, organized as a human being? How much physical activity we're doing to process and let the uh, muscle do their job and the body to do its initial, um, the way we, for which it has been designed, which is to move and to create stuff and uh, be social. And then the way the energy needs to move through the body. So do you have any exercise or physical activity helping your body to do its movement and to let the energy flow through it? Um, how intentional are you when you do that? That's something we're going to explore as well. There is also the question of what do you feel our brain with? Like, what do you, how do we consume? How do we occupy our mental energy? Are we into fast food type of music? documentary, TV shows, meetings, what do you consume on social media, what are you drawn to, uh, and how often do you consume that? Nothing wrong there. It's just like, I think it would seem obvious that if I give um, too much sun or too much water to a plant, it would die. Uh, it would clearly alter its potential to grow and to blossom how it would have to transform itself to adapt to the new condition, which it has done all over the planet. It's the same thing for us. We are the result of evolution. We are the result of our thinking process over, over the years. And when we think about developing um, developmental ecosystem or leadership ecosystem for ourselves, the first thing we need to look is appreciating the thousands of years of evolution and of education, of raising each other, 
and living together, which have generated the current um, status or situation of the ecosystem we develop for ourselves. There is, in how we grow and develop ourselves, a tendency to look for what's pleasant as a proxy for what's safe, for the image we have of ourselves, and a good prediction for a favorable future for the life we are living. When we learn to appreciate and to re recognize the way we are working on each other and with each other and within ourselves, it's much easier than to make the small shift and alteration which are going to help to create an, an environment, uh, creating a favorable outcome in this lifetime. What do we feed ourselves with mentally and physiologically? And how do we allow our system to rest? When this is established, without too much judgment, please, because it would be so easy to add a pinch of judgment, like you would add a pinch of salt to the, to the process, which I think also should be looked at. How much judgment do you bring? How much self-criticism? How much blah, blah, blah? How much any of this is part of your current ecosystem? And what kind of result do you get from that ecosystem? How clear are you about what's going on within you and around you at any, any point in time? And what would help you to um, see more? So once we have established the basics, or the main pillars, let's say, and I think we could go in more detail, and I think we do that in our sessions. There is also, how do we um, know what's actually going on? There is stability, but how do I know? How, what, I, what is the lens I'm using to um, be grounded in myself where I am? And that's a grounding practice. So what is your grounding practice? Do you have mindfulness practice? Do you meditate? Do you have energetic practice with Qigong, Tai Chi? What do you do? Or do you have relaxing activities? Painting, swimming, running, playing music. What do you do to help you be within yourself? I'm a, bit, uh, I'm a big proponent of um, meditation, different kind of meditations, to help ground ourselves so that we can teach ourselves to learn to concentrate and refine the quality of our mind so that we can learn to observe more fine, with more, with more subtlety or more nuance, what's actually going on and let that go. And that's a practice. Uh, I think I'm a beginner. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's one of those, uh, it's kind of climbing a, a, a tall mountain, a very tall mountain. There is no end to it. Or walking toward the horizon, I think, is a better example. There is no end to it. There is just lots of circles. And every circle, every revolution is an opportunity to observe and appreciate how much is available and how much growth has been taking place whether in the way we are enjoying life, or also in the way we are appreciating sometimes the unpleasant feeling associated with some of the experience we've been meeting. That helps to develop presence to what is here. As a coach, I think it's extremely important to be grounded and to have capacity for presence. Does it mean that we all were present? 
clearly not. But does it mean that we have enough capacity and therefore capacity to know when we are present or not and know what we need to do so that we can be more of service to our client? Yes. And then it's becoming an ethical question. And then we can walk that thread and that, or walk that line and decide what to do with it. And I think if it's true for a coach, it's true for anyone as a parent, as a leader in an organization, as a leader in life. Knowing which line we're walking on and decide to be present to that, I think is a key of a healthy ecosystem. Learning to listen and to pay attention, I think is a quality, other quality of ecosystem. Every ecosystem has an implicit unspoken agreement of relationship between all of its components. Mm -hmm. And the more we are privy to those agreements, the more we can then um, surrender or adjust what's happening based on what we believe is the right thing to do. When we work together, when you work on yourself, I think it's a permanent refinement of learning what's going on and observing what's going on while it's going on and what are the stories. And to, so, to, some, extent, to some extent, the first step is the most important one, is the capacity to create stability and clarity so that we can then learn to trust ourselves in at every moment on the range of clarity or confusion. Because if I know more about what is clarity and I haven't forgotten yet, of course I will forget if I stay long, far away long enough, I might know what to do to find my way back. One thing I want to underline when we are having this introduction to leadership, development of a leadership ecosystem, it's we are not talking about what should be done and how it should be done. We are more connecting and appreciating that what we're learning to do is learning to be present to what is available within us, within us sorry, and around us so that we can take decision, experiment, and learn from the decision and the outcome as we go. So when I can trust the person who took the decision, had the best intention at heart, and had done the, all the necessary work to trust that intention and that behavior, it's much easier for me to learn from the outcome, whether the outcome has been favorable or not favorable. I mean, one could say that some, some outcomes are very unpleasant, but doesn't mean that in the long run they're not unfavorable, and vice versa, and of course in between. So just discussing about developmental ecosystem is discussing about ways to trust ourselves within the context of learning about the learning process while we are applying ourselves to the context we are in. You know, various capacity, various roles, various occupation as a professional, personal, family agent. And listen to the feedback from the environment within us and outside of ourselves so that we can just so that we can then adjust and adapt to what's in front of us as uh, we see fit knowing that uh, we are working a range of more or less trust in ourselves more or less trust in the environment around us and the everyday brings its new set of discovery and learning and we get into the process of being in the learning process as an adult it makes life much easier because there is then never any uh, destination.
or even mark of uh, final destination. I think that's all I wanted to say today about the leadership ecosystem or the personal development ecosystem. There are other spin to take on this, obviously, within very de defi defined context of organization and um, private life, and I'm happy to do that as well in another conversation. But this one is more geared toward exploring the, as you obviously heard, if, you, if you're still listening now, the conceptual and more um, holistic approach to what can be a leadership ecosystem, which is it's answering the question, who are you and who are you becoming in relationship what you can see around you? So it's a, it's a deeper, it's a deep dialogue. It's a deep conversation that we're having within ourselves, but also with our perspective on life and about life as it's evolving and as it's expanding. So to some, to some extent, that's a spiritual conversation we're having when we are engaging into this exchange. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this because you have listened to the whole thing, so congratulations to you. I hope you learned something and it created value. And now I'm leaving you with this other uh, environment just to allow you to relax a little bit and maybe ponder some of what you thought about.